0: Hello everybody and welcome back to episode two of the Showbound podcast. I'm your host Michael Raskin and once again it's my pleasure to be joined by co-host Ethan Cardwell. Cardsey how's it going? I'm doing
1: good Rask good to be on and uh, super pumped about this episode. I think we got a real good one today.
0: Yeah so I want to thank everybody for tuning into the last one. Uh, as we record this we're the 17th biggest hockey podcast in Canada and that's incredible just after one episode man like what, what a ride this is going to be in and, and uh, cards you want to say anything after that one and, and by the way that was with cole perfetti who just signed his first nhl contract
1: yeah obviously huge shout out to perfetti cole uh obviously an amazing day for him and his family and as we talked about i was taking money off him now i won't so, feel so bad now that he signed that ticket and uh, i can continue doing it um but uh, no, it's obviously a huge thing for us. It's only one episode and we're already 17th in Canada. So I think this is only the beginning for us, though. Um, a lot of big things ahead with some amazing guests lined up. And uh, just want to thank the fans and everyone who uh, listened to the first video for all their support.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, when I saw that he signed today, I was like, you, you should start maybe golfing with him a little more. But, you know, super exciting for him. And I don't know uh, if you looked at the contract or if you spoke to him about it, but he is a like he could make a lot of money off these performance bonuses man um like i think he could make uh like 5 million bucks by the end of this contract
1: yeah by the end of the 3 years something like that I th- i'm pretty sure it's like 1.6 or something like that annually so that adds up over time and i mean yeah like you said i already lined up a game for tomorrow so i'll look to take a few more dollars <laughs> unreal of so count a bit.
0: Uh, this episode we got another on like another fantastic episode we're going to be joined soon by Quinton Byfield ever heard of him Uh, he's the second overall pick in this past NHL draft by the LA Kings world junior gold medalist with Canada this past year highest drafted black hockey player ever at second overall and the former first overall pick in the OHL and he was also the OHL and CHL rookie of the year so you know just an elite guest and uh, I'm really excited for this one but Uh, Before we get into it any further, I just want to say that these days, we all need a vacation, but even if you can't get away to a beach, you can always take a swig of Olas. Olas Mouthwash is the dentist-formulated, better-tasting mouth rinse, and it comes in a flask. Olas's marine bioactive complex contains natural ingredients like CoQ10, echinacea, and magnesium. A swig from delicious Olas can be your morning escape, your oasis in a bottle. And unlike big brands, Olas Mouthwash gives you fresh breath without the alcohol. Olas Mouthwash. This flask is better without alcohol. Visit olaswellness.com and use promo code SHOW at checkout to get 20% off of your first order. That's olaswellness.com, promo code SHOW. Okay, so Cardsy, I know you and I are both big Bachelorette fans it was a quite a dramatic dramatic week. We'll get into it after the byfield interview, but you know, if any listeners are also watching The Bachelorette, I think we're going to break it down and get into that and maybe get a little segment going, maybe find a sponsor for it, who knows. But I I want to get into something you wanted to talk about and and that's some of the free agency and trades going on in the NHL.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of good things going on in the NHL. Obviously, players looking for teams during free agency and none bigger than the Petrangelo signing in vegas and uh i obviously think it's a great step for that organization they've been so close these first few years since they've uh originated and uh i think there's a lot of big things coming for them and this is just another uh step in that direction i what do you what are your thoughts on
0: it i mean obviously it's a fantastic signing and a uh, former barry colt as well just like in case yeah. anyone forgot Absolutely. ethan cardwell currently plays for the colts and uh it's it's a great signing for them, and and I think they got him at his value. You know, he, they didn't overpay, they didn't underpay. They it, it's a good signing, and uh, I'm excited for Vegas. I think everyone on that team wants to win, and uh, they they definitely have the team that it takes now. And and you know, with great coaches like Pete DeBoer and Steve Spot, and um, you know, un, unbelievable management like Kelly McCrimmon, and I think they're in a fantastic place uh, as a new organization in the NHL.
1: Yeah, I can't doubt that at all, and I mean who doesn't want to go to vegas i pretty like it's a pretty easy place to want to sign and that i feel like uh throughout the years we could see a lot of big signings there just because the appeal of playing in vegas obviously you get the warm weather year round and if you're a gambler vegas isn't too bad for you either Um, so you're
0: quite the gambler cards you want to you want to get into some of your action this past week
1: yeah I, i like to gamble i mean i don't have the money to be putting big uh big dough on the line here and there but uh uh you know I'll, I'll i'll make my bets within reason uh don't like to spend too much uh pretty cheap actually but no i didn't have a great weekend i think i lost <laughs> only like 20 dollars though so i'm not oh, losing yeah, yeah. money
0: 20 20s in air quotes by the way <laughs>
1: but uh no i think if uh, showbound goes big, I'll, I'll start betting more, but I know tonight I got New England by 10 and the over at 42 and a half. I, I don't know if you're a, a huge football guy, but who do you got, New England or the Jets tonight?
0: I got the Jets tonight. Uh, not going to put any money on it, but just to go against you and keep it interesting. Um, I do want to go into a little more about the NHL free agency, though. You want to talk about Joe Thornton?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great pickup for the leafs it adds another veteran in that locker room and i think that's what they need they're a young team they're close they have the skill now they're starting to put it together obviously they got him really cheap and uh i feel like he's going to be a good signing i don't know how much points he's going to put up or what he'll do uh from a number standpoint but in the locker room he'll be great and uh i think that's good for all the young players as they're getting older now i mean marner and matthews aren't too young anymore but uh, I think this signing is a good opportunity to get Joe a cup and uh, also help the Leafs improve his franchise. And And he's already playing now over uh, overseas. So I feel like he could come into the NHL uh, a little bit, a step ahead of everyone here.
0: Yeah. So I want you to get into this as someone who's been traded this year. Um, and not that Thornton was traded, but, you know, someone who's gone to a new team this year. Can you just talk about uh, the positives or negatives of, of, what that situation's like and maybe if a fresh start is a good thing or bad thing and, and just talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it can, it can go either way. Um, it can be a great thing or it can be a bad thing sometimes. But uh, for those of you who don't know uh, in my 16 year old year, I spent some time in the OJHL and I was also traded there. So I have uh a little bit of an experience with getting traded uh, as I've been traded twice from Saginaw to Barry and from Trenton to Pickering and both times it's gone well for me and uh, been a success it's it's a new start for you you get in the locker room meet the new guys and uh, just just kind of take it uh, take it how it is and uh, just try to build off it and uh, really uh, just add to the team and the growth of uh, where you're going and where You're being traded, but I will add in the OHL, a lot of the guys know each other now, and that's because growing up playing spring hockey or uh living in hometowns and whatnot. So, I think going into Barry, I knew up upwards of seven guys at least, so it made it super comfortable coming in, and then obviously getting a little bit of a boost in ice time, uh, just allowed me to show the type of player I was, and uh and let my points kind of flourish on my offensive side of the game take over things and uh from there everything went great so from my standpoint uh both of my trades have went well and i think it it all depends on uh where the player is going the team and uh what kind of direction they're headed in and uh how the player's attitude is about it
0: yeah well said cardian and i want to go into one more thing before we send it over to quinton byfield uh You know, I noticed your teammate Connor Punnett has signed with a junior team in Sweden just to, you know, get some practices in high level practice in some games if they play. Um, Do you think other OHL players, other like CHL players should be thinking about playing overseas or in the meantime to get games in? You know, you already touched on Joe Thornton might be coming back to the NHL a step ahead. Uh, Just what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's there's pros and negatives to it or pros and cons. Sorry. And, uh, they add up both ways. So, I mean, for people coming over, going over there from Canada, you have to go over there. I think you may get eight or nine games after with the Christmas break if they get back to playing. I, I'm pretty sure they're on a pause right now. Yeah. But if they get back to playing, only getting eight or nine games in and then flying back to Canada for a 14 uh, day quarantine before going into a shortened camp, which you may be a little rusty at after 14 days in the house, not being able to do too much, no skating. So I feel like those are the cons of it, but the pros at the same time are getting competitive reps in over there and uh, still being able to play at the highest level of junior hockey, wherever it be and uh, any of those European countries. But yeah, no doubt there's their pros and cons and I feel like it could be a great thing for punter. He uh, really uh, steps up his game over there and uh, takes himself to a, another level uh, as a player and going into his draft year, I feel like uh Could be good for him and uh, he'll do well over there for sure.
0: All right. And with that being said, we'll send it over to Quentin Byfield.
1: All right, guys. uh, Welcoming uh, Quentin Byfield to the pod. What's going on, Q? Um,
2: Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. Yeah, So,
0: Q, I actually got to bring something up before I forget it. Um, Aiden Brown messaged me today um saying
2: he heard i'm getting you on
0: the podcast and you owe him 50 bucks
2: oh 50 for what what is he talking
0: i'm not but i think maybe you got to work it out with him he he made sure that i remind you so um
2: you know (laughs) maybe i don't know we'll see it might be uh oh no i think i know what it is (laughs) what is spilling (laughs) no i can't really talk about on the pod (laughs) <laughs> no disclosed information i know q owes me 52
1: from from golf man we're playing golf listen to this one Ras. we're playing golf it's covid rules so the flag stays in this guy and there's a noodle in the cup he
0: totally misses the hole oh, yeah. and he claims that his ball hit the inside
2: of the cup and popped out it was like a what was it like a 20 foot putt too and i just banged it out it was accounted. counted that tied the match. That was like the last hole too, clutch shot.
1: Yeah, questionable, questionable you, but
2: clutch shot. Well,
0: yeah. well, Q, are you a golfer, man? I I heard uh, Cardi told me you're really good.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, like this is my first year, kind of like just getting into like the swing of things. But uh, you know, I've I've gotten better. I always yeah. want to play with Cardi and Tom, or I suck for some reason. But like, um, you know, I've I've gotten better from the beginning. He was like. He's
1: pretty good though, man. Like when he connects, like it goes far. I've never seen a guy either. So like he'll, you have the T deck, right? Like the T block, um, and this guy tees the his tee on top of the T block and then hits it off there. He's hitting off like a two foot tee and just smoking home runs bombs out there. Right. But I will mention he will he did break his driver this year. I was playing with him. He hit a ball off the sh- like off the neck of the shaft, and the just shaft just exploded in his hands.
2: Yeah, like it wasn't a good driver. So huh? it wasn't treating me right, anyways. That game.
0: Hey, well yeah, he n- now you can awesome. afford a new one. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I, we've been. I think before we continue into this golf thing, we gotta keep it keep it moving. I wanna I wanna bring bring one weird story up involving you. Uh, this is a weird one, Q, but. Uh obviously you played in the Canada Russia series, the, the game in London. Did you play in the one in Kitchener as well this year? Yeah, no,
2: I play I was in both of those.
0: Okay. So I was driving Tyler Tucker to the game in London, and yeah. I was just sitting in the car. We were going through all the nicknames of people on the team, and I was like, What's Byfield's nickname? Like every hockey nickname ends with like, you know, like Card It ends with like an EY type of thing. Yeah. Like, so we were like, like Biffsy, like, like what? Like that's so weird. I so we were going around, like, I was cheering all game. Like, me and my, my intern, we were in the crowd, and we were like, yeah, Biffsy and Tucker just connected on a goal. And then after the game, when we were <laughs> yeah. home, I was like, how was how Biffsy? He's like, oh, yeah, it's Q, by the way.
2: Yeah. No, I, I don't have one like that. It's just Q and QB, really. But I have some other ones that are, like, are really out there, too. So Like, like what? I, I got one uh, way back. Uh, a card you'll know, McKenzie. Yeah. He used to call me Mayo male yeah i I forget the reasoning behind that one but like they used to call me male so that was my nickname for the longest time too but it's usually just cute does anyone call you quentin i feel like that'd be, be weird in the uh, locker room it's year. kind of weird like when i hear that i'm just like uh, I don't know. Yeah. like the first time someone meets me uh or like they usually just call me like byfield or something but uh no quentin's a weird one like my parents don't even say that so I do.
0: I'm gonna go through your whole whole career and stuff. But before I do, man, I got a lot of people like sending me notes and cardsy notes about like stuff to bring up with you. And um, yeah. cardsy, we'll we'll name drop your buddy Jack Thompson, who says that you, that you you blow all your money on on hut packs. Is that true? Oh, uh, uh, and just let I, me for the people who don't know what hut packs are on NHL 2021, the uh, the video game, you can buy like packs basically to make your hockey ultimate team better. So you blow all your money on that.
2: Not all of it. I'm in a little bit of uh, that way. So you got, you got to keep it uh, <laughs> you <got> to keep <laughs> that on. But um, no, like, I think, like, I, I got some heat for it. I, I tweeted out a picture, and, um, you know, the Clapperton, he gives you, like, your 99 card if you play um, in the OHL or, um, you know, just any other, like, CHL league. So they gave me my 99 card, and my team was pretty stacked, and everyone was uh, chirping and saying um, I wasted my whole entry-level contract on that, so uh, <laughs> that's a pretty weird. But I do spend quite a bit on uh, packs
0: uh let, let's get into kind of the beginning of your career uh before even in the ohl you played your minor midget season on the york simcoe express and um you were like th- almost three points per game that season which is just unbelievable in in such a talented like such a high level of hockey like what was that
2: minor midget year like for you oh uh, it's it pretty good actually um you know i, I had three points a game because uh, i always played cardi quite a bit so no defense <laughs> there uh, <laughs> okay. no but uh It was a good league and, um, you know, I stayed on that team for seven years and, um, you know, kind of just growing up with all those guys and having the connection um, really helped me. So it was like basically just um, chemistry off the ice helped us on the ice and, um, you know, everyone's pretty good out there.
0: And then after that season, you, as everyone knows, uh, went first overall to the Sudbury Wolves. And uh, can you just take us through, you know, as the first overall pick, you get that day early where you get to meet all the the people and be announced publicly before the actual draft starts. What was that
2: day like for you? Yeah, it was it was a pretty cool day. It was pretty special, and um, you know, I was a big fan of going to the OHL, and um, you know, growing up, I think that was always the choice, never um, NCAA. So it was pretty exciting, um, just being close to all the OHL teams like Mississauga and Barry, just catching those games. So it was pretty special, and me um, just get drafted to the OHL, and um, you know, on that day, I think it was uh, I had quite a bit of my family over, and um, you know, Sabri, uh, they sent us like uh, I wouldn't say a limo, but it was like it was pretty big, and. Um, you know, all of us got in there and um, you know, drove down to Subway, which is like three, three and a half hour drive and it was uh I think it was snowing too. So uh, it was it was kinda of funny. We almost got in a crash actually, um right when we were there. So uh, it was pretty exciting before I got there then um, you know, kinda of went up on stage, they kind of announced me and um, you know, I think it was a pretty special moment there.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's pretty funny. Um but what a uh, what an exciting time that must have been for you, and then obviously heading into your rookie season, a lot of anticipation, and and you didn't disappoint with sixty one points and sixty four games there. Um, just talk about you know what what your first year was like in the OHL and and the adjustment maybe, and obviously uh, you fit right in.
2: Yeah, um, you know I think kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start at the beginning, but um, you know it was just an adjustment period, I guess, and um, you know before. Before the OHL and, you know, any other, you know, teams I played for, it was really just kind of just offense first. And, you know, you didn't really have to worry too much about D zone. But, you know, just in the first couple of games, you got to know, you know, playing 200-foot game is very important in that league. And, you know, any night, any team could beat you. So you got to always, you know, be defensive aware. And, you know, I think I had to learn that early. And, you know, once I learned that, I started, you know, playing quite a bit better and playing a lot more minutes and the coach trusted me. So I think that was a big adjustment there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the defensive side of the game is is a must for anyone who wants to go to the NHL. And, you know, it's good that they work on that with you at such a young age there in, in your first year. Uh, I want to know just what kinds of stuff do you work on in the offseason? Um, like, do you do you train
2: your weak points? And and if so, what are your weak points? Yeah. Um, right now, right now, uh, we're actually we have the Avalanche develop, Avalanche's development. Avalanche is development, you know, their, their team down here and, um, you know, training us right now just going through. A bunch of, uh, you know, pretty cool skills just working on our edges and, um, you know, just things like that and, um, you know, just just like things that you don't think of too much that they um, are kind of helping us out with and just like shielding the puck and, um you know, just in-game situations that, like you said, like that you're not too good at, um, you know, they kind of just take you one-on-one and help you out with that and, um, you know, just trying to get to work in that and, um, you know, just watch quite a bit of video as well, just um, of my old games, seeing what I could have done better and, um, you know, whatnot
0: how big is video for you? Like, are, are you the type of guy that goes into the coach's room? You want to watch your shifts
2: over and over again? Um, I think like, uh, you know, quite a bit actually. Uh, whenever I have, um, you know, the availability to watch, you know, myself, my games and, um, you know, how I played, I, I take advantage of that and kind of just watch over, um, you know, just like I said, just seeing the mistakes I made or, um, you know, just seeing what I could have done better and, um, you know, maybe like, on ice is a, a whole lot faster than watching on video. Um, just seeing the plays that could have happened and you could have done. So I think um, you know, video helps you quite a bit um, just moving forward and developing your game.
0: Definitely. And then, uh, you know, this past season was your draft year, uh, your second season in the OHL, 82 points in 45 games. I'm just going to say that again, 82 points in 45 <laughs> games. So... Just incredible. Oh, yeah. And you guys owned Cardi and Barry all year, uh, eight and zero against Barry and Cardi I think you want to say something about that?
1: No, man, I'll note, I will note. I was only there for three of those games, so I'm not going to take credit for the full eight. zero. but, uh, no, I will take that, uh, moving forward i mean q probably won't be in the league next year but we're gonna have to give it back to them yeah. but i will say this guy did get a lot of points against barry of those 82 and he, and he was cocky about it too he wasn't afraid to let people know and i'll, I'll uh, give the listeners a little story here um there was like a little scrum in front of the net and i think four guys on each team got a penalty and we're all in the box and me and Q obviously know each other pretty well growing up playing against each other in spring hockey and whatnot. So we're in the box and uh, a guy on Barry, I won't name any names here, but uh, was chirping Q and Q looks over and goes, well, I'm going to dance you next shift, go in, score on the goalie, and then shush the crowd. So I'm like, the guy goes, yeah, right. Whatever. Sure enough, Q hops out of the box. So does he, he dances him. Goes in, scores, shushes the crowd. Game-winning goal. That's over. Game over. And Barry. So that one really stung, and uh, he wasn't afraid to let him know.
2: Oh yeah, no, even going by the bench, still chirped the kid too.
0: <laughs> oh, just ruthless, man. The <laughs> guys relentless out there. Oh yeah. Hey, that those are the guys you want on your team, though. You know, as long as you're not uh crossing any lines, I guess. But but right. uh, that's pretty funny. Have speaking of like all that chirping, have have has anyone ever challenged you to a fight yet? Like I know, no one goes well, after. Uh, I've. I don't think you've
2: gotten in a fight. No, no, I haven't gotten in a fight. I'm just soft. No. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot of guys have challenged me to fight, but um, you know, my coach just like, he just thinks about um, you know, kind of just like, would we rather this guy in the box for five minutes or like yourself in the box for five minutes? And um, you know, just like the, the kind of like who's in the box and the situations there. And um, you know, he said you didn't want to lose me for five. So, and the guys who are challenging me are like pretty like heavyweight fighters. So I was like, yeah. Oh, I like finding these guys
0: well yeah obviously uh when you explain it that way definitely you don't want to be in the box but at some point like could you ever see yourself fighting in the NHL like do you have it in your game
2: yeah no for sure like um you know I think if there's a line and um you know if you have to defend a teammate or something or just um even just like mark your ground almost and um you know just if you're getting pushed around or something um you know just have to call it like enough's enough so um no definitely I could see myself fighting
0: yeah, you're a big guy, so I, I think you'd, you'd do fine. Um, definitely uh, something I, I'd want to tune into and watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to bring up uh, one of my buddies from from Barry. I was I was in Barry with Cardsy, not as a player. I was working for them. And uh, Matei Picard, who got traded over to you, like, guy's got the worst style I've ever seen. Oh my um, and a pretty bad chirper, too, since we were talking about it. What are your thoughts on that guy? Beauty, though, like a good, good guy, just terrible chirper, and
2: just can't dress at all yeah no like i i mean he means well and um you know what he does and he, he's my roomie on the road too so um you know he, he's kind of a, a little weird but uh you know he means well and he's a great player so it was good to have him on our team and he helped our team quite a bit but the style definitely wasn't there on ice and off ice and i'd always give it to him
0: actually i want to say a funny funny quick picarious story um I don't, I don't like consider myself having great style. I I think I have like, like good style, I guess. But one time he came to me and asked if we can go to the mall together and go shopping. And, and like he said, anything I pick out, he'll just buy. So we ended up spending like four hours at the mall and he dropped like thousands of dollars on clothes that I thought would look good. But then he still, he shows up to golf wearing a Hollister sweater.
2: Yeah. So
0: (laughs) yeah, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the Hollister sweater.
2: Yeah, man. Um, You love the Hollister and the American Eagle. That's all you are.
0: (laughs) um okay so so obviously everyone wants to hear about this the the nhl draft uh i want to know i have a a bunch of questions about this but what were your expect expectations going in i think um it was clear that lafreniere was the number one but there was a little controversy maybe about who's going to go second and third what like what did you think and did you have a lot of contact with la
2: yeah um you know I, i had a lot of contact between both those teams la and ottawa and um got quite a bit of zoom calls with both of them i think i had four with each of those teams so um, you know, it kept me busy during quarantine. I wasn't doing too much, um, you know, other things. So I um, talked to both those teams quite a bit. And um, just talking about L.A., and I think we we really had a good connection with the Zoom calls and had a pretty good feeling, um, you know, just going into it with that. And, um, you know, L.A. Ottawa also said if they, L.A. didn't take me, um, you know, I wasn't slipping past them. So uh, I knew it was one of those te- two teams. And I'm, um, you know, excited either way. And, um, you know, happy it was L.A.
0: And before I even get into more about the draft stuff, uh, I just I don't want to forget to I don't want to skip over the world juniors, actually, before we even get into it, which was obviously a big part that rose your draft stock. But uh, as a a 17 year old, I believe you were when you made the team like a huge honor and and something that not many people have done. What was that whole experience like, you know, training camp, uh, winning gold and just the attention? What was that like?
2: Yeah, no, it was it was, it was pretty sick. It was, it was a great experience, and especially coming home with the gold medal, made it. Um, you know, you're more that even much more special. And um, you know, just kind of funny story to start off. Like, um, I was supposed to fly out. I think it was at nine o'clock from Sudbury to um to Oakville, where the training camp was. And um, you know, my flight just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed until I think it was like six o'clock at night. And um, then finally, my village had to drive me all the way to Oakville. <laughs> um in like in the car so it was a long ride there and i missed the first day so i'm um, not a good start to training camp but i'm um, you know the rest is history and you know, it turned out to be a great experience for me
0: how did you find out you made the team
2: um that's a good question i think it was uh the coach knocked on our door i think it was mark and Dale. They came to our doors and i'm um, you know they just knocked on the door and i was just sitting there i don't even think i had my suit on i think it was just like a it was a weird wear I was wearing, and um, they just knock on your door and just kind of shake your hands, say congrats, and um, you know come downstairs in a couple minutes, and um, you know all the boys will be waiting there. So it, it was a pretty pretty cool one.
0: Who who was your roommate there
2: at the camp? Um, at the camp, I, I think it was me and Nolan Floyd at the camp, and then um, you know at World Juniors it was Bernard Dock here. Okay,
0: interesting. Well, I was I was gonna say like if if your roommate didn't end up making it, it could yeah. have been really awkward, and yeah, I'm sure no, a couple I, people had to experience that at the camp. So that's a little.
2: Yeah, no, they got the phone calls down. Like the people who got caught got the phone calls down, then um, you know, they got cut unfortunately, and then the rest of us kind of just stayed in the rooms until they knocked on the door and just um you know gave us that handshake.
0: Uh what a feeling that must have been. And um back to the draft. I, I want you to just walk through the moment you got picked i mean if you you might not even be able to remember it all but like what what an exciting time that must have been for you can you can you just tell us all about it
2: yeah so um you know just on that day it was kind of just a bunch of interviews and um, you know, stuff happening so it was pretty exciting day going um you know just thinking about it going back on i was lucky enough to have some of my family over um you know even due to the conditions and whatnot i still had um you know quite a bit of my family over and um you know just kind of weird it was on zoom so uh it was a little bit different and uh actually it was on my computer originally but um i got disconnected like five minutes before before the pick so then no um you know one of my agents were there and uh they put up the computer and set it up like just in time so then i mean just a minute before it like it got back up so it was pretty it was was a little tight so you might not have been able to see my reaction but um no it was pretty cool just just being with my family, just giving those guys the hugs, and um, you know, they've been supporting me throughout my whole career, and just experiencing that with them was um, you know, special.
0: Highest drafted black player in NHL history, just let that sink in. Like, what does that mean to you? What an honor!
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely um, you know, something huge, and um, you know, just my parents—they never grew up with um, you know, playing hockey or any background like that. So um, you know, just just all the support I've got um, you know, on social media and stuff uh, like that, and people reaching out to me is pretty cool, and. I um, you know, just just a couple of the hockey guys, like um, you know, Vander Kane and uh, Suban, just reaching out and giving me support is, um, you know, it was awesome, and um, you know, I can't wait to kind of just be um, you know, a person, um, you know, just spreads awareness about the situation, um, you know, just allows kids to get be able to join the game, and um, you know, no matter what, they could succeed.
0: So, have you realized? Maybe maybe you can kind of you've thought about it, but have you really realized that? Like you are going to be a huge role model
2: to a lot of kids. Like, do you do you realize that position that you're in? Yeah, no, it, it's a it's a pretty big position, and um, you know, I got got to maybe clean up the act a little bit on that. But, um, you know, <laughs> just, just with a lot of um, you know, just young kids watching and looking up to you. I think um, you know, you just have to be a good person and someone um, you know, that they hope to be one day. And um, you know, I think that's how I kind of looked up um, you know, to a lot of hockey players when I was growing up, and um, you know, just seeing them off the ice and um, you know, just being able to kind of, like, connect with them and just being able to, um, you know, just show the support back to them is, um, you know, awesome as well.
1: Yeah, and for somebody is, like, Q, obviously, he's a fun guy. He likes to have fun, and he's a good role model, so a lot of kids will look up to him and like to enjoy the game because of him and get into it, uh, but going back to uh, what you said a few minutes ago, Q, you mentioned social media, and you just take us through, like, what uh those few days after the draft were, I think Snoop Dogg and Magic Johnson reached out. How was that?
2: Yeah, I know. Those are pretty crazy. Like, um you know, as I say, like, just like Magic, you know, he's top five player of all time and, um you know, arguably one of the best players, you know, to play the game. Um, you know, just I, I wouldn't even think this guy would know who I am and just let alone just give me a little shout out on Twitter. It was, um, you know, something awesome. And, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the guys had a lot of fun with that one. So that was pretty cool. And then Snoop Dogg as well. And um, you know, I'll just switch my nickname now from Q to QB. So I'm going to go with that one now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to. I mean, oh, when gonna, sure. like that's giving you a nickname. Might as well, right? God, take that. You, you can gas Mayo for that one.
2: Gas <laughs> <laughs> Mayo for sure.
0: Uh, So I, I, I just wonder, I don't know if this has happened, but has the Hockey Diversity Alliance reached out to you at all?
2: Um, you know, just I had a meeting with Gary Batman Um, you know, a couple, couple other people on the call, and kind of just reached out to me and said, um, you know, whenever I'm ready, you know, kind of just make a statement or, um, you know, just being get involved and get started there. Um, you know, they said they'd be there and support me, and um, you know, just give me all the help that I need. But you know, my my response was them kind of just like, um, you know, I have to kind of just feel feel myself into the league, and um, you know, just don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, you know, just without even playing an NHL game. So I kind of have to show myself, prove myself, and then, um, you know, kind of earn the respect and be able to go out there and, um, you know, kind of just be an advisor like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, I want to know, have you ever faced any issues with racism growing up as a black hockey player, maybe on or off the ice?
2: No, honestly, I, I haven't. So, um, you know, just growing up and just, you know, just I was just lucky enough kind of just growing up and, um, you know, just being around all the same group of guys so much for the – uh, seven years in minor hockey, then going to Sudbury as well. Just being great situations, great spots where, um, you know, no one really looked at color or anything like that. So that was, um, you know, really special. And um, you know, that's that's why I just want to put out there as well. So, um, you know, everyone just has the experience I did having grown up, and um, you know, just hopefully they can make it, um, you know, to the NHL one day as well. And um, you know, that's what I want to do.
0: Yeah, well said. And uh, shifting away from all that stuff uh, onto a lighter topic, ha- have you lost any teeth yet, Q?
2: No, I, I've come close quite a bit of times, you know, ha, usually like once a week I'll get a high stick or something like when, when we're in the OHL. So I came close, had quite a bit of stitches. I um, you know, I still got a scar here and another one over there as well. So I'll come close, but n- not, not any yet.
1: Yeah. I'm, I definitely, I lost a tooth actually funny enough. So my first year I had to wear a fishbowl, right. Cause of insurance yeah. reasons. I, I look dust out there. I mean, <laughs> attest to that. But, uh, so I lose the fishbowl. Um, first uh inner squad game of camp right and this is this year's camp uh i'm out there skating around first inner squad game first shift get a high stick in the face and take out this bottom left tooth right here so i'm like god damn how's my luck so anyways yeah first game wearing a visor in my life and uh a tooth's already gone
2: yeah so yeah I, i didn't have that luck,
0: so i'm good well i just want to say guys as hockey players A few missing teeth doesn't mean you should feel bad about your smile. While it won't make your pearly whites grow back, Olas mouthwash and toothbrushes will give you the freshest, cleanest breath money can buy. You play hard and you're willing to drop the mitts. Now it's time to party hard with Olas, the best tasting mouthwash on the market. A flask of Olas mouthwash contains no alcohol, is dentist formulated and contains only clean, natural ingredients. Leave the dirty stuff on the ice. Make mouthwash fun again with Olas. This flask is better without alcohol. Visit Olaswellness.com and use promo code SHOW at checkout to get 20% off of your first order. That's OlasWellness.com. Promo code show. I just nailed that with Q laughing at me the whole time.
2: Show Olas. Come
0: on. Cards, you want to take it into a couple fan questions?
1: Yeah, Q, we uh posted obviously uh on our instagram got a few fan questions coming in so uh actually wait, i
0: gotta cut you off because one just came to me and i'm surprised a fan hasn't asked it but um have you bought anything with your contract money yet like first of all congrats on signing we didn't even i don't know if we mentioned it but yeah have you spent yeah. any money yet
2: other than hot oh, packs? I, actually, I still haven't even got the contract money so i haven't uh you know i i had like a good advisors and um you know good accountants so um you know they kind of helped me with that and um you know i get that i think it's january mid-january i get the contract money so um i'm gonna have to buy something big there i don't know
0: maybe a couple more bow
2: ties oh yeah just add to the collection maybe i don't know (laughs) i don't know what i'm gonna buy probably just save it honestly
0: well that was actually one of the fan questions uh have you ever the, the fan question was have you ever worn a tie or is it bow ties only
2: honestly i have um yeah i used to wear the ties like way way back and then um, you know, they just kind of started bothering me and just wanted to be a little different. So I got on the bow tie wave and kind of just, um, you know, had that for a while. And, um, you know, that's kind of my, uh, you know, my trademark now, I guess, but, um, you know, actually find off, I was, I think me and, um, Profetti were at the Prospects, Prospects game and we're kind of, um, you know, just there to take photos with the people beforehand, kind of just, um, you know, trying to advertise the game and stuff. And I was wearing a tie for that. So you can look and try to find that one.
0: Oh, I, I gotta find <laughs> that picture.
2: Yeah, Rask, I mean,
1: you're going to cut me off and take the first question. You must be the biggest fan of all. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. Yeah,
1: trying to get your asks in before everyone else. But, uh, no, we'll keep rolling here. And uh, fans ask, uh, what's your game day routine, if you have any uh, special superstitions or not?
2: Yeah, um, I quite a bit, honestly. Like, might be here for a while. Uh, no, I started off. <laughs> It was either like if it's on a school day, you know, I we just went to school, then um got off at like twelve o'clock. Uh, me and Tom would go grab a pita, grab something to eat like that, then I'll go home, have a nap, or before I have a nap, I'd um kind of just watch some. It sounds a little nerdy, watch some hockey highlights or something like that. Um, you know, kind of just schedule with the other team or something, then um have a nap, uh wake up, shower, eat, have my meal ready, then um get a ride three hours to the rink before then um went through a lot of routines there, just like stick handling um quite a bit of video and all that stuff
1: okay and anything special the way you tape your stick get dressed anything the fan should know about i you feel
2: like you definitely do? have some superstitions yeah i always go left to right with my shin pads and elbow pads um about skates skates left to right everything's left to right for okay. me uh, socks everything even like uh even just throwing on the jersey left arm first and then um left glove too like everything left to right yeah uh stick stick changed up quite a bit like I'd either if I wasn't scoring I would throw on some black tape like if I won a couple of games without I'd use black tape but usually just stuck with the the sock tape job to go with and um I think that's mostly like nothing too crazy
1: and i I know like you're a pretty relaxed guy in warm-up we're always messing around anything special in warm-up
2: Oh, I've been out too long, man. Like I I don't really remember my uh, warmies too many times now. But I think it was always just go out there, um, shoot a puck. I always try to hit like the crossbar first shot, then uh, do a backhand shot, then uh, kind of just skate around for a bit, talk to talk to the other team. uh, You know, kind of chat with them. But then um, I mean, always had my stick handles, um, stick handles after. Then you know, you go through the team warmies and whatever. Then. Had some special things with a couple of the boys that we would do as well. Then at the end, uh, me and Cars would stay out and just shoot around for a bit. So just a couple of things. And
0: then flip oh. a couple of pucks over to the cutest girl in the front row. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: exactly. Just give a little wink after.
1: <laughs> all righty. Uh, we got, uh, if you had to pick another pro sport, what would it be?
2: Um, It would probably be soccer. I played soccer, Um, you know, all the way until I think it was, 13 or 14 I had to give that up but um, I'm playing a pretty high level just rep soccer and um, I think that'll be my go-to
1: okay and then uh you're obviously really good at hockey what's something you're really bad at
2: really bad at yeah like really bad at like I can't do like at all anything you're bad at at all like doesn't have to be really bad oh like I mean like I can do like sports wise I can do like every sport like like, I'm not obviously the greatest, but, like, I can play and do fine in it. But uh, I'm just looking at my room. I have a Rubik's Cube. I can't figure that out. So there's something. Okay.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Well, um, and then the last one for you, who's the best and worst chirper you've ever played against in the OHL?
2: The best chirper? I don't know if we had too many good chirpers, honestly. I, I think I was probably the best one. Um, <laughs> you know, out there, but uh, I mean,
1: It's pretty easy to chirp when you're – Probably, yeah, the best player in the league. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> yeah, so no one could chirp me back to us, no. Um, I think I'll give myself that one. And then worst chirper, Uh, you know, we mentioned Pax. He was pretty bad, but I'll think of someone else on my team. Uh, Probably my first year, one of our OAs, Cole Candela, he, he got chirped by us. Like, the rookies would chirp this guy, and he's an OA in the league, and uh, he's just a bad chirper as well. He can give it back to us at all. He just wow. took it, eh? Oh yeah. Funny our coach called him a like you're not supposed to say schmelt, but a fifth year schmelt, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that's out of the game now, eh? I know. All that but stuff's definitely
2: gone. Definitely
0: was. Oh man. I, I wanna know too, before we before we wrap it up, like what's what's a week in your life look like right now? Like day to
2: day. What what does a week look like? Um it's nothing too much. Kind of just I'm um, on the ice two or three times a week, then work out every day. So um, you know, kind of stick to that schedule, and uh, kind of just golf like every once in a while, probably two or three times a week. Then um, you know, just kind of hang out with my buddies on the week weekend. So nothing too special like that. But also quite a bit of um, you know just interviews and media stuff I have to do. Um, you know, probably once a day or something like that, and um, you know, just keeping busy.
0: Yeah. Do you uh, you watching any Netflix shows or anything right now? You watch The Bachelorette, like me and Cardi.
2: Oh, I do watch the Bachelor. <laughs> That's really, actually, me and uh, me and my so we we watched the Bachelor last the Bachelor last year. We watched that. Um, what is it? Every Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. it was Mondays.
0: Mondays during yeah. the, season, the <clears throat>
2: season. It was every Monday. I got. I think I got Tomer into that too. We watched a couple episodes together as well. So that was a that was a show I watched quite a bit. And yeah, I was I was watching the Outer Banks. That was a good. Oh, that was a great show. Outer Banks
1: was elite, and then also before. Uh, before we say anything else tom or we keep wrench uh referencing tom or we'll give him a name drop on the pod that's jack <laughs> thompson of the sudbury wolves at tampa bay lightning draft pick.
0: yeah i think uh, i think he's going to be coming on the pod at some point in the future too so another yeah. exciting guest to look out for but um well q man it was a pleasure having you on it was uh it was really fun something i was looking forward to all week so you know i'm excited to to see how the next couple months play out for you and uh it's going to be, it's going to be good. So thanks, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Right.
1: Yeah. And I just want to say thanks, obviously a huge guest for us to get on as he's on his way to world juniors here soon and uh, wishing you uh, the best of luck there. If I don't see you
2: before then and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, buddy. All right, Thanks for having me boys. I think uh, me and Cardi might have to go golfing soon though, before I leave, but thanks for having me.
0: That interview was sponsored by light the lamp hockey. These guys run a hockey clothing brand out of Edmonton, Alberta. They have some unreal products that are sure to turn heads at the rink or just around town. They put funny hockey twists on popular clothing items like Bender Pro Shops hats and Pondagonia sweaters and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. You should go check out their Instagram at LTLHCKY and their website LTLHockey.com. And while you're checking them out, why not take a look at their most recent summer drop? Their highly anticipated winter drop is releasing soon, so be sure you toss a follow and keep your eyes peeled for it. Yeah, that was an unreal interview with Byfield what a what an honor and pleasure it was to have him on
1: yeah it's pretty cool I mean just our first episode and we've already got a number two overall pick to the NHL and a guy who's probably gonna play this year I mean
0: I think it's pretty safe to say he'll probably play this year um yeah I don't, I don't want to jinx him I see the look you're giving <laughs> yeah I know anyway um let, let's get into the bachelorette I think uh as we record this it's it's monday so i know there's going to be a new episode that comes out um tuesday which is the day before this is going to air so you know we don't know what's currently happening as we record this but based on the fourth episode dale and claire have gotten engaged
1: yeah and i'm a huge fan i get the boys together uh get together with uh, a few of my buddies in the basement and uh just watch it. Uh, We get a lot of chirps sometimes, but uh, no, it's a lot of fun. And I love the show personally. It's so much drama. It's something to do anyway, especially during quarantine and sports are off right now. There's only football on. So it's something to watch definitely. And I mean, that's crazy 4 episodes and uh, there's already an engagement. And I feel like I don't even know if Dale wanted to get engaged right away. Like it didn't seem like he was fully into it. I figured he would just figure that it was just going to be dating and Chris kind of comes into his in his room and goes uh yeah no she's looking for an engagement like dude yeah. i don't know what would you do like what, so, what would you do if you were put on the spot like that
0: if i was put on the spot like that okay it's off camera if i'm put on on the spot like that i say no but on camera man totally different world like he you pretty much you don't have a choice if if you're Dale and let me say this i'm going to spark some controversy here I just saw this on Instagram It showed up in in like my explore feed that um, there are rumors that Dale is not in it for the right reasons. I heard that he was seeking a career in television the last couple of years and he was doing anything it takes to win. So I think he uh, I think he might have been talking to Claire before the show started, man. I don't know. I don't know. We're going
1: to find out because they got the tell all coming up too. And in the, in the previews, it gives a little sneak peek about Claire. It builds up the drama and everything. But yeah, man, he was the perfect guy. Like I, I feel like he, he might've been acting like he, he, was, he was so
0: good. Perfect. He, and he's he a play. former NFLer for those people. Yeah, who I know,
1: know. He, Dale Moss. Come on. What <laughs> a last name, but he didn't do anything wrong, man. Like he did everything he could to win And obviously dominated the whole show and everything, but I don't know if they'll stay together. They still are right now, but who knows how long that's going to last. Maybe we could get Dale on the pod.
0: Oh yeah. I think everyone should be tweeting and Instagram tagging Dale to tell him to come on the show around
1: on the pod. I mean, it's a hockey podcast, but why not mix in a football such bachelorette
0: star, right? He would, he would be big for the podcast. And uh, I, you know, that guy, Jason, do do you know the one I'm talking about? yeah he's also a former nfller i think and uh man that guy's milking every little thing like they brought in this new bachelorette and he's like oh yeah i don't know if i'm gonna be able to to do this i i opened up man like i opened up i won't be able to just forget about this and move on like yeah man like she's engaged like she's off the show like you get another chance we get it you know
1: yeah i mean obviously he he mentions like how uh he has like inner demons and stuff and i mean with mental health and everything, uh, sure. Obviously, uh, me and you both, uh, I'm going to speak for you here. Obviously, support mental health, and uh, people are battling with that. But I, I see what you're saying. Like, he, he just keeps making uh, making a scene of it, and she obviously didn't like him. So I feel like that's the perfect way to move on. And at the end of the episode, he does go go on. Yeah, and that Next was pretty hype. So it, it may have been just may like just for the tv controversy too they showed that so often but yeah no like just everything they do man so scripted like how they set it up and everything like they'll clip the scenes of where she's crying like right before a big question just so you think that something's gonna happen and nothing ends up panning out from it
0: yeah i never know what to believe when i watch it i'm always pretty skeptical on on like what's what's really happening and and i just want to go back to the point about jason first of all i'm not attacking anyone's m- mental health just to be super clear i just meant like if he can open up on camera in front of the whole world yeah he's obviously not that scared i mean he did it in front of not just one person literally the entire world was watching he went out with her one time you know what i mean how attached can yeah. you be their connections are so
1: little i feel like man like Obviously, yeah, you have a great connection with them and everything. But after four weeks, I kind of see where the guys were coming from at the same time, too, to want to walk off the show. And and then obviously that doesn't happen because she kind of steals the cake by just choosing Dale. But how about that scene where they – uh Chris comes in and goes Dale like go outside with me and then and then he doesn't come back for a day so it's like it's pretty obvious and then you got guys in the house who are like yeah I think he got sent home
0: (laughs) like yeah right Um, I mean everyone knows what's going on I I wonder if the producers are just telling them to say that just because they need a little bit of discussion Uh, everyone would be in agreement that Dale definitely stayed the night um yeah yeah I don't know I mean I think I think we've been going on about this, uh, long enough, but I, it's going to be a good, uh, good topic. Maybe if, if we get some good feedback on it, maybe we'll keep it coming every week. Um,
1: the fans want,
0: yeah, we'll see what they want. But, uh, before we wrap it up, is there anything you want to add here? I
1: want to thank the fans for our uh, awesome support in the first episode and hopefully we can build off that and rally around a great guest here. And, uh, really keep us going up the charts from 17th to only the beginning and uh, we're going to continue to put in the hard work it takes and uh, the long hours to uh, make this the most successful uh, podcast as we can right
0: absolutely and uh, we're going to be having some more big guests on I'm not going to say any names yet but a couple NHLers or like current NHLers are, are going to be making their way on so we'll get that in the next couple episodes and uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. And, and for everyone who listened to the first episode in this one, you guys are, are the OGs, right? Like you guys are with us from the start. So we appreciate it now. And anyone hearing this now is, uh, we love you guys. So yeah, I can't wait to chat with you guys next week. See ya.